Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show. I'm Sandy Clough alongside Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage, as always. And Larry, we have a familiar face joining us in the studio today, Michelle Buer. And of course, I remember her. So uh, Larry, first tell us, I imagine you had a reason for asking Michelle to join us on this particular uh, side. I did. I did. And good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Thanks for being here. She... Um, she is one of our uh, industry partners. She's a, um, I'm going to call her a rock star real estate person. And right now we're in, it's a crazy real estate market, right? Everybody wants, so many people want to buy a house and there's limited inventory. So I thought this was a really appropriate time to have an expert realtor in here with us. And we know her from a couple of times previously. She's a great guest. She's got a lot of information lot um, and an entertaining guest so <laughs> uh oh pressure <laughs> pressure's on so it's good to be good to have you here michelle good to be here it's good to be here how are you i'm it's actually doing fantastic it has been been busy but life is good real estate's good um in fact right before we came here for the show i was able to get uh first time buyers accepted so sometimes the early bird gets the worm very good. Under and, contract. Uh, I, I would imagine, as Larry indicated, you're quite busy uh, these days. So tell us uh, uh, in what ways are you busy and home listings, home buyers, maybe both? Yeah. You know what, though? I, I will say I do keep busy because I don't know any other way, to be honest with you. <laughs> so um, I tend to work both with buyers and sellers. I think both sides of the transaction is exciting. It feels really good to help a buyer get their dream house or you know walk an investor through acquiring something that's going to be profitable to help them build wealth. So, And then, of course, on the sales side, maximizing what we can for our sellers. So yeah, I, I enjoy both and, and certainly stay busy with that for sure. <laughs> Larry, I always enjoy meeting your industry partners. We've done so much of that over what is now almost a five-year right. period uh, <laughs> since we began doing this program. And we've met Michelle before a couple of times, but uh, tell our listeners how you select your industry partners. Well, I would be happy to do that, Sandy, and I will tell our listeners. But first, I got to, um, when you just made that comment that you work a lot, um, one of our loan officers, um, she has had enormous success. I mean, she's always a top producer, always. I mean, she wins contests just over and over and over. So I said to her in an email this week, Gina, what do you attribute your success to? And she said, I work all the time. <laughs> I love to work. I love to help my customers. I love to get them to the closing table. So I just work. And right. I, I work a lot. And, and that goes back to one of my favorite sayings is the only time money comes before work is in the dictionary. So That's true. You know, this, this industry has some excitement and it feels good to help people. I mean, you can really make a huge difference in people's lives with their home and with helping them with their wealth management, with investments and things. And, you know, at the end of the day, it just it's exciting. You don't mind putting in those long hours. That's right. And, and that would... Um, to your question, Sandy, how do we pick our industry partners? Well, I think she just answered a part of that question for me. First, we obviously we look for character, um, intelligence, 
uh, work ethic, um, always do the right thing, always, always, always. So after uh, meeting Michelle, gosh, probably a couple of years ago yeah. through um, Josh Beeson, who you know, um, we we talked, we had her on the radio, and, and I could tell right away, this is somebody we like, somebody we want to do business with, somebody that we would trust turning our clients over to. And as it turns out, I think she's done several um, found people in, that work for SEL found them homes. Yeah. So it was an easy choice, and it's been a great partnership. <laughs> and of course, the word collaboration always comes up, and you can sense fairly quickly. At least since I've known you, uh, it seems you've been able to sense very quickly uh, the people on whom you can depend. And right. who share the same spirit of collaboration that you do? Well, yeah, that's that's huge. It, it's absolutely huge because if if you think about it, we're referring a potential client, a client of ours that maybe we've got pre-approved and they want to buy a home and they don't have a realtor. Well, guess what? We know Michelle Buer. So, and we're very comfortable turning that person over to her because we know she has their best interest at heart. And then we don't have to worry about it, right? She's like she's just said uh, an example that um, she got a new client under contract this week that had seen sixty some homes with a previous realtor. They had, yeah, they were referred to me um, by actually one of their friends after they were basically going to give up house hunting. They had oh. been out for about the last nine months with a different agent, and they had seen over sixty homes. It was actually sixty nine homes. And she said they had written over a dozen offers, and they just felt felt devastated, like they weren't going to be able to get a house. And her friend had recommended her to me, so she called me and kind of saying, like, we don't think this is going to work, but, you know, can you can we try? And um, I absolutely said, yes, let's, let's hear what you have to say. You know, I didn't know if they were being absolutely unreasonable, <laughs> you know, wanting a half a million dollar house for 200000 right, or, right. you know, what the problem was. But when I listened to them and heard what her goals were in a home, it, it was achievable. So after hearing those things, I set up for a couple houses that fit the parameters. We actually went out and saw just about six houses. And she said they all fit really what she was looking for. So we selected the best, made the offer, and like I said, early this morning, we were able to get it under contract. Fantastic. Now, obviously, you have a degree of expertise in all of this, but it still stuns me that someone else who is connected with your line of work mm-hmm. would put a person through the process of looking at 69 homes. Yeah, And it's hard. you looked at six, and now you're all set. Right. I How think, do you account for that discrepancy? You know, I think it's just a matter Don't of listening. Don't be modest. Either. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think it's a matter of listening. If you know the right questions to ask of buyers, you can really hear what their expectations are for a home. And, you know, this particular buyer had some weird things that she needed in a house for, for her style, for what worked for her. And I was able to hone in on those and match properties that fit her. There's no need to see a house that's not going to work, whether it's because of budget or because of location or just, you know, the floor plan or the flow of the house. So once I was able to really hear what, you know, she needed to express about finding in a home, I was able to hone in and say, this is it. And then, of course... You know, when it takes so long to find a person the the right place, you want to make sure that when they found it, you know how to get their offer accepted. <laughs> oh, that's that's a big part of it. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, that it's great sense. to find it, but if, if it doesn't get accepted, then, well, let's go start over somewhere else. But exactly. there's, so there's like two pieces to it. 
Yeah, right? two pieces of the puzzle. Um, I will tell you on this particular one she got under contract with, the listing agent told me there was 19 offers altogether. So, um, wow. and you know, people think, oh, well, maybe you threw too much money at it. But I can tell you in this particular case, we were actually about $1,400 under a different offer. And, you know, we got it accepted. So a lot of it does have to do with negotiation skills, just like anything in life. So it matters. Michelle, tell me and our listeners what's new in the real estate buying world since we last spoke. It's been several months. Yeah. So obviously the market is still active. Um, You know, people are going to say, oh, no, things have really slowed down. And and they have. Um, We've slowed down by a couple hundred closed transactions in January of 2022 compared to January of 2021. Right. But only a couple hundred where the market is extremely different is that the amount of houses buyers get to see is incredibly decreased. We actually are down by about 65 percent of active listings that people would have to to go look at. So there's just fewer homes on the market. Yeah, there's just fewer homes on the market, but they're selling. So um, like I pulled these off of the MLS this morning just to have some stats. For example, houses to look at last year, you had about 6,900 houses that you could, could look at in the Denver market, where January of this year, you had just like 2,400. Wow. So, yeah, incredibly wow. Um, decreased, about a third, a right? A third, yeah. T- so yeah. thousands of houses less to see, but only a couple hundred less were closed. So you can see why this means that, you know, showings per house on the market are heavily increased. So yeah. your buyer's agent, you know, working for you might have to work really hard to even get you in to see the house. And, you know, with certain restrictions that we're under and things like that, it's it's not just an open as it easy as it was. So right. you got to have an agent who can, can get you in and then and then fight for you because market's moving quick. Last year, houses averaged eight-ish days. And this year in January, it was not quite five. So, I mean, wow. huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's competition, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's remarkable. Isn't so it? you're saying five days. Houses are out there on average. Yeah, and that's on average. So you have some lasting literally hours, and you have, I mean, others lasting months if they're not, you know, marketed or priced appropriately. Right. What about SCL made your side look at it and say, those are good partners? Oh, my goodness. Having a strong lender behind you is literally priceless. Um, I, I can be a great agent, and I mean, I am very strong at negotiations, but if my lender drops the ball, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so you can't buy a house if you don't have funds. So having a really strong lender with you makes all the difference. I know when I'm working with SCL that whoever I'm partnering with as a lender, they're going to help me get my offer accepted. They're going to talk to that listing agent. They're going to have really educated my buyer on what it takes so that they're not unaware of what's going on in the finance department for their house. And it's not a big firm, but you can trust that any given loan officer is going to work with you in much the same way as another would. There isn't a, a great difference that you might get in a larger company. Absolutely. I, you know, I will say I, the boutique style I think is fantastic. I know when I call them who I'm going to get and I know how to talk to them person right. to person. And I have that confidence. Like it's really, really early in the morning and I'm fighting for an offer that they're going to be there with me, helping me so that 
the person's not saying, wow, your offer looks great, but I can't get a hold of your lender. I don't have that issue with SCL. We're going to come back and talk about, now we'll do some role playing. Okay. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Uh, We'll do some role playing and I'll put myself in the position of a homeowner and uh, uh, we'll ask uh, uh, Michelle some questions that are based on uh, certain factors, uh, questions that you may have uh, listening to the program this morning. This is the SEL Mortgage Show. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, Michelle Buer is our guest on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. And the SEL Mortgage Show continues now. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, Michelle Buer. Our guest, and of course, we remind you of the SCL phone number, which is 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. We'll get some information from uh, Michelle a little bit later on. All right, we'll do some role-playing here, Michelle. I have some questions for you, uh, and we'll act as if I'm a homeowner who wants to sell. Uh, What should I do to sell my home for top dollar, Uh, maybe repairs, Maybe stage the house, maybe put the dishes away, make the beds. <laughs> maybe. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about that uh, a little bit before, uh, not entirely seriously, but I, I bet you do get these kinds of questions along the way. Definitely. You know what? Um, you'd be shocked, but I get them, get them all the time. Um, it's a little bit of information out there that, you know, can, can always be misleading. And sometimes people think that it's just such a strong seller's market that their house is going to sell no matter what. And it will right? But it might not sell for the most money. So I like to really consult each of my sellers and, you know, I walk through their house and give them ideas on things they can do that's going to get them the most equity return, right? There's no sense in doing something if it's not going to increase your profits. Like, don't bother. But the things that you can do that are very minute and are going to make a major difference in your return, absolutely. Let's discuss them and see if they work for you or if I can help you get those those done. So, Always kind of encourage those type of things. But just generally speaking, anybody selling a house should follow a couple of little rules. Of course, declutter. Like Declutter. I've heard that term several yes, times. Yeah. We, we say it so often because we just get used to our stuff everywhere. You forget right. how much you have everywhere because it's very comfortable to you, but it can be off-putting to a potential buyer. So decluttering is is majorly important. And I always tell people, pack your closets. I don't know about you, but my closet's stuffed pretty heavily. So (laughs) if I can take out a few of those off-season clothes, I mean, you're moving, so you've got to pack anyway. Pack some of it up. um, Put it in a bin, you know, move it to the garage or something like that. It'll make the closet feel bigger when you open it up. And, you know, stuff on the countertops, things like that. Just it. They're, they're common to us, but they can be an eyesore to somebody else. So, you know, decluttering. Um, another one that people kind of forget sometimes is to clean the windows. I mean, Colorado is oh, beautiful. I never even thought about that. Right? So many people don't. Agents kind of just, I, don't, I think they don't want to boss their sellers around. And not that I'm bossy, but I like to advise sure. what's going to get them the most money, right? That's, that's why I'm being hired. So windows is something we forget. It's beautiful days here, beautiful sun. Let, let it in. Natural light is something buyers covet. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody says I want a dark, gloomy home. <laughs> right. Right. People want it light. They want it bright. If, if you naturally have a lot of light coming into your house, you can make those decisions on those days. You don't want it to, to shut your shades. But when you're selling a house, open up the curtains, open up the blinds, right. clean those windows, show off the Colorado sunshine, you know, for for that that good feel. And then here's one. Sometimes people forget. You think curb appeal as in driving past your house, which, yes, is important. But. Something that we don't often do is go in our own front door. 
right? Oh, I've heard that before, too. I yeah. thought that's huge because that's the entrance into a home that you want to sell and hopefully a lot of people want to buy. Absolutely. Right? It is where the buyers stand while you open the door. And they see your beautiful house. And then when they're leaving, it's where they're standing right on your front porch or right out your front door discussing what they felt about your house. So if your Hmm. front porch isn't cleaned or, you know, you just got some old seasonal leaves out there or just, you know, the wrong things at the wrong time on your porch sitting there or even, you know, lots of Amazon packages being (laughs) delivered, whatever you got just sitting on your porch, they're standing around that clutter or that mess why they're getting their finishing touches and their final thoughts on your home. So don't don't forget to you know just come get in rid of those dead door. plants. Get right? rid of those dead plants, you know. Um, wow, good tips. I didn't uh, I that's really good information. I a lot of it I hadn't heard, some of it I'd heard before, but yeah, I see the value. Yeah, and you know, I tell people if you're going to only spend 30 bucks to put your house on the market, it is with a brand new front door mat. <laughs> you know, and, and a little cheesy, but if you make it the Colorado flag, you're going to score points with those out-of-state buyers. So There you go. Good stuff. I got to remember that if and when I, I sell. <laughs> so um, that's, you know, if, if I may, Sandy, I, I got a question for uh, Michelle. So let me ask you, as a listing agent, okay. how do you arrive at a suggested listing price. I, I would imagine you do your homework, you mm-hmm. look at comparables and all yes. that. Do you price it? And and maybe this is a question that is for different different answers depending on the seller. Do you Absolutely. price it high? Do you price it right in the middle? Do you price it for a fast sale? How? Tell me what your, your methodology yeah. is. No, that, that's a great question, especially in the market right now, because it feels like some houses have no rhyme or reason to where they're being priced. Yeah. Some people are putting a house so ridiculously low that you hear people bidding $150,000 over asking. Oof. Other times you see a house that's just sitting on the market for months and months when the average is you know coming off in less than a week. So yeah. pricing is important, um, even even in such a strong seller's market, it matters. So when I'm looking at pricing a home, there's you know multiple things I consider, right? Of course, location, condition of the home. One thing I just really think is important to not forget all those upgrades that a homeowner has done. You know, if let's say a seller has put epoxy on the garage floor and nice cabinets in the garage, that's a feature. Yeah. That deserves more money than, you know, a garage just doesn't look so great. Right. And I think sometimes agents overlook these small details and it matters to buyers and it certainly should matter to sellers in their price. Um, well, if I'm a guy, which obviously I am, I, <laughs> I get to the are. garage. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see a clean garage. And if there's a, an epoxy floor, I'm that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a positive for it, me. Exactly. These things should be a positive and they should be priced accordingly. Um, you know, timing, seller's terms, their needs kind of matters. Um, I definitely like to take, you know, the timing that we can because not every house sells at the perfect time. Right? Sure. There are certain things like if you think about seasonal optimism, right? If you have a pool in your backyard, you think you're supposed to sell your house in August. But that's not true. People are more optimistic about using a pool in the springtime, planning and dreaming for their summer than uh, they of are course. towards the end, right? So these things I like to sit down and really consult with each and every seller on how we can time this to meet their time, their terms, and, of course, maximize the return. Nobody wants to give up any equity. Yeah. 
Well, if Sandy and I ever decide to sell... That's right. <laughs> I know who I'm going to talk to. Absolutely. You might be able to find me. Absolutely. Yeah, I will. I, I do. A lot. More than I usually learn from Larry uh, during the course of a given show. No, I'm only kidding, Larry. No, uh, no. You're this question's on. for both of you. Okay. Get both of you to uh, respond to this. How do you help your buyers stand out? From the crowd, because we know there's a crowd. Yeah, <laughs> there's a crowd. Uh, it's not even the old threes a crowd. You, you got way more for a crowd these days. Yeah. Um, but, well, Larry, if you don't mind, I'll go first. Please. Um, because I, I want to say that I, I know I kind of keep saying it, but the lender, man, it really makes a difference to have a strong lender on your side. When when I'm writing an offer and, you know, I can say, hey, look, I've got this awesome lender. He works at SCL. It's a local company. You know, they're they're right down the street, man. They're going to they're going to be there. They're going to help us get this to closing. They're going to walk you through, you know, what's going on. And, you know, listing agents like to know that the lender is going to communicate with them, that they're not just going to be lost at what's going on once they pick this buyer. So having them kind of help me fight for the offer really makes a difference. Um, another thing I find that's good for me is that there's only eight, yes, eight percent of realtors in the state of Colorado that have what's called a positive peer review, um, meaning other agents think that they can have faith in what that agent's saying and that, you know, not that they love that agent, but that they can respect them and know that, you know, they can trust their buyer and, you know, their bona fides and things like that. And luckily for me, I have that. So that kind of helps tip the scales my way. And then, of course, strong negotiating and just there's, there's all these little things you can do to make your buyer stand above the rest. Well, think? I would answer that, uh, the two of you, like I think we have said in the past, that it's it's our job at SEL to make that buyer, that client, that borrower, mm-hmm. if you will, s- make them as strong as possible. Make their offer, their their pre-approved letter, as strong as possible. Absolutely. So, so that when the seller and the seller's agent see the lender letter, like a lot of people call it, or our pre-approved letter, we don't just pre-qualify, we pre-approve. And Correct. we want them in the strongest position possible so that the seller says, oh, okay, these people are very well qualified to buy my home. I'm very comfortable going into under contract with them because I know they're going to perform, right? Exactly. So that that's I think that's our biggest job is to uh, do the best for our our customer and your buyer. Mm-hmm. Which is true, and that's why I said a lot of times I love even even in these wee early morning hours you can get a hold of the lender you're mm-hmm. working with and they'll call over that agent and verify what you're saying, which just all helps your buyer. We will forego customer emails for this week. And we'll continue. Uh, more questions for Michelle and for Larry as well as the SCL Mortgage Show continues. 303-790-2222, myspecialmortgage.com. This is Denver Sports Station, Sports Radio, 104.3 The Fan. The SCL Mortgage Show rolls on, and normally we do customer emails at this point. But this week, in lieu of our guest, Michelle Buer, we will continue on with more questions for Michelle and, of course, for Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. Uh, Michelle, another question for you. If you list my name, and I know you've talked about some of these things mm-hmm. before, but uh, how do you plan to market my home so that I stand out? from the competition? You know, that's a really important question because anybody right now can sell a house. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's an amazing market for sure. sellers. Yep. But you got to maximize your equity. Don't don't give up anything. So um, I definitely like to stay on point with the times in, in my marketing. And something that has become really important is videography. 
right? And I will tell hmm. you, when, when I'm selling a house, whether it's a tiny one-bed condo or a multi-million dollar home, I work with a whole entire team to have a full videographer team with me in your house, and we give them a tour. It, it feels real to the buyers. It feels like they're there. And I do this because I love to softly <laughs> um, and sweetly and surprisingly upsell a lot of the features in your house that other people might miss. You know, those okay. little extra touches you've done, things you've put in that you've loved and a buyer's going to love. Those are features. You deserve to be paid for those. So we need to highlight those so they know about them, right? I do professional photos, things like that. But unlike a typical 3D tour, buyer can't really grasp the understanding of your home like they can literally walking through the house with me while I show them all these features and stuff of your home. Um, I like to kind of Throw that in, of course, with some engaging marketing material, some promo videos on a social media platform, things like that. Depending on the market, you know, of your neighborhood and stuff like that, we advertise that in videos. Those type of things can just really make a difference to make sure we're customizing it to how we can best expose your home to the most buyers. You know, I like the fact you said whether it's a one-bedroom entry-level condo or a multimillion-dollar house, every single one is different. Every single one probably has special things or features that you Absolutely. want to point out. And and if you don't do that, one, they don't know, the buyer right? may not know, and two, you can get the seller maybe more more value for their home. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, do all the stuff, of course, giving them staging tips, professional photos, you know, the social media management, the, the signs, the all of those things, you know, that, that a seller needs to maximize their profit. But as far as the video work and the promotional materials and stuff that I make, I honestly don't know of another Denver agent doing even a sample of, of what I do with as much video promotional material for each house. Hmm. Well, uh, Larry, again, the point gets reinforced uh, as to how important it is to have a good realtor. Boy, doesn't it? I mean, I, I've, I've bought and sold a lot of homes in my life. I've been in the mortgage business for 34 years, but I would not buy or sell a house, even though I've, I'm knowledgeable enough to do it. I've got the experience, but I wouldn't do it without a good realtor. I, I really wouldn't mm -hmm. because you're entering into a contract and okay. a contract to buy or sell real estate. And it could be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It could be a couple million dollars. We're talking about a lot of money. And I'm not an expert on real estate law, but I know a good realtor like Michelle is, and she's going to keep me out of trouble. Or she's going to point out things that, you know, be aware of this. You should think about this. What about that? So you guys earn your money. You, <laughs> you absolutely do. So... Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't enter into a transaction without a good realtor. Before we go any further, I want to give Larry the chance. Uh, normally, we do uh, emails, as you know, in these uh, particular portions of the program every week. But uh, this week, we're uh, listening to Michelle talk, and uh, she has so much valuable information. But I don't want to forget about the show you do tomorrow morning. Oh, from 7.30 to 8 with Nate Jackson. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for you listeners out there, and I'll, I'll tell you something interesting, Sandy. People have told me that when they get up in the morning, whether it's Monday morning, Saturday, Sunday, they turn on the radio and they turn on the fan. So we thought, okay, we get to talk to these people on Saturday morning, but also I want to talk to them on Sunday morning. And Nate Jackson has been doing a great job. So um, 
Yeah, for all you listeners, if you didn't know about it, we do a very similar show on Sunday mornings, 30 minutes, uh, starting at 7.30. So hope to have you back again tomorrow. Absolutely. 7.30 to 8 every Sunday morning right here on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Okay, if you're just joining us, our guest today is Michelle Buer, a noted realtor and one of the SCL industry partners. So, Michelle, let me give you the same uh, question. Why should someone always use a realtor, a good realtor, and why should they use you in particular? You know, that's that's a really good question. I always joke that people either think realtors are amazing because they've had a good one and they understand that they're worth their weight in gold, or they've never had a good one and they don't understand why realtors get paid. <laughs> There's not much middle ground, is there? There is not much middle ground. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that we are guiding people in making probably the largest financial decisions that, that they're making, whether it's a first-time home buyer or it's a multi-million dollar investor, you know, acquiring another property. We know the market. Right. I know what's going on. I know the trends. I know how things are looking kind of, you know, know a lot about the hyper local areas in Colorado. I mean, let's just admit it. Our state's a little weird. Right. We got certain <laughs> areas that appreciate so fast and others right, that, right. You know, appreciate slow. And you need somebody on your side who who knows what's going on. And it can literally make the difference of getting your dream house or not. I mean, right. When there's a lot of people making offers, it might mean just getting the house or, or not getting the house, not even saving you money, just getting it or not, right? Right. Of course, money's good, so saving it's even better. But, you know, just even getting the house is important too. Um, also, being able to have a realtor guide you on your timing. There's a lot of rent backs and, and weird things happening in this really popular market that you need to be aware of so that you're timing it. Nobody nobody likes to be homeless, right? right you can't be right. moving and, and, you know. Living in an apartment for six months or right. two months or whatever. Exactly. You got to have somebody making sure you're, you know, walking through this time management and, you know, knowing what's what's going to happen long term. That that makes a difference with, with your goals. And something I do is I really listen to my clients. And, you know, it, it's sad to say that's kind of an anomaly, but I'm really able to hear what's important to them. Been doing it long enough that I know the questions to ask. I know how to get information from my clients of things that is a big deal to them, but they don't even know right now that it matters, mm-hmm. right? If I can take more time up front and really know their needs, put them in the right house, they're not going to discover six months down the road that why am I in the wrong area? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, running a mainly referral-based business, I can't put something in the wrong house. I've got to really listen to them and know and, and be able to guide them. Um, I would say, you know, my service, my dedication to my clients is is really untouchable. I, you know, really, really make sure that they're getting a great experience. And then, of course, most importantly, behind the scenes, I can have that really strong negotiation skills with that other agent to make sure that we as a team look like the best buyer. Michelle, I didn't ask you this earlier, but I'll ask you now. And for those just joining us, uh, this will be particularly valuable. Uh, You obviously are not an average agent, but in the course of last year, how many houses did you help buy and sell? You have any idea? Yeah. um, You know, it's actually about 90 um, or a little over. So I'm I'm blessed enough to be able to work with both buyers and sellers and get get a lot of deals done for them. Right? You got to make make a lot of dreams come true. It makes me feel real good. Um, unfortunately, the average agent in Colorado does about four to six 
deals a year. You're kidding. No. no. That's... I was going to say 40 to 60 because <laughs> you're up in the 90s, right? Yep, I, I am. And Four to six? Yeah, it, you know, it, it's hard. And this is why when, when it comes to agents, it, you probably can count a handful that you know just, just by thinking about it. Everybody knows, you know, a couple agents. But, yeah. you know, when it comes to your largest financial decision, you don't need to have to trust your friend, right? You're not going out for a beer. So <laughs> it, it's okay. Well put, well put. <laughs> you know, and friends and finances don't always need to mix. And I would even say that in real estate. It's something you need to do for you. And what works the best for you is having a really strong, skilled agent on your side. Larry, I'm sure Michelle knows about your bank statement loan program, down payment assistance program, right? She absolutely does. Yeah. In fact, um, you know, we talked about an industry partner, and as a partner, it's uh, it goes both ways, right? So we are very comfortable referring people to Michelle, and Michelle's very comfortable referring people to us. So when she has a client that's a self-employed person, for example, um, many times self-employed people are buying bigger homes, mm-hmm. and, and many times their tax returns just don't show a lot of net income. Right. So that's where our bank statement program comes in really, really well. Um, it's very appropriate for, for self, well, it is for self-employed people. And for those people that are buying their first, second, maybe even third house, if they're a little short on the down payment, Mm -hmm. that's where that program comes in. Uh, I mean, you know, even at three and a half percent down or three percent down, that's still a fair amount of money when you're buying a five, six hundred thousand dollar house. So, um, yeah, we have done uh, we have done loans like that with Michelle and. And um, she's probably too uh, modest to to mention it, but (laughs) she's worked with several people at SCL, Mm -hmm. selling their homes, buying another home, right? I I have. So um, even on a personal level with with some of the employees at um, SCL, I've been able to to help them. And that just kind of, you know, came into fruition with saying, hey, you know, I I see the work you're doing and I, I really like it. I'd like it and not just help my clients, but, but me too. So that's always the best compliment is, is a referral. But I will speak to that and say SCL, some of their loan programs that they have are, are really awesome. They really work with their buyers to maximize their budget to what the client wants. And they work with that. I did have a self-employed client who referred over to SCL and they were able to get them a ton more availability in their budget than they thought they were so that they could get exactly what they wanted and stuff happened to move in a couple of years so fantastic we will continue and we'll ask both larry and michelle what they like most about what they do and of course we will remind you again and we'll get michelle's number and contact information uh, during the next segment as well but the number for scl mortgage 303-790-2222 myspecialmortgage.com we will continue on denver sports station 104.3 the fan Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, Michelle Buer, our guest on the SCL Mortgage Show for this Saturday morning, February 5th. And Larry, you've told me in the past about all the things you enjoy most in your world, but why don't you tell us again, and then we'll have Michelle respond okay. to a similar question. Okay, so what do we enjoy most? We enjoy, I, I think the answer to that is two parts. Getting people to the closing table. Absolutely. That is beyond huge. It is so cool. Now, I I haven't been to a closing in a while just because I don't really do loans anymore. <laughs> but I clearly remember um, 
a young couple walking out, holding hands. They have the keys in their hand. They have the the garage door opener. They're so excited to get into their uh-huh. new home. It's just a wonderful feeling. And and of course, with interest rates so low, we're able to help people refinance, save some money, maybe get some cash out of the transaction. So that's what's really fun about my job and and being in the mortgage business. And from the other side of it, it's the employees, our loan officers, our operations people. We just have some of the most incredible people and watching them grow and watching their work ethic. And, and sometimes they're there till six o'clock or later because, well, no, I can't leave. I, I want to get these loan docs out because this thing is closing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that I, I just love to see. And, and fortunately, I get to see it pretty often. Yeah. So, what, what about, about you, you, Michelle? Yeah, you know, I, I would say it's it's two parts for me, right? With with both the buyers and the sellers, there is nothing that makes your heart light up quicker than, you know, that buyer getting the keys to their first house or even their third house. Right. They've been working really hard to, to get into. But you're right, that moment where they realize it's mine, right? <laughs> and then, of course, all the work of moving hits them. But the excitement <laughs> gets gets right back there with the fact that, you know, they got their, their dream house. And uh-huh. yeah, no, nothing feels better. That's, that's a good thing to have. Um, you know, but also with buyers, helping them sometimes, whether they're a first-time investor or they're buying their 10th investment property, right? Helping them have a plan to build their, their wealth also right. feels good. Right. You know, just being able to walk them through and guide guide somebody on on that, whether it's just a little part time thing or maybe it's just some liquidity or excuse me, some like extra income kind of coming in instead of just, you know, being liquid sitting in the bank. Right. So all of those things feel good. And you got to love that about your job. Um, And on the flip side, got to love helping sellers, you know, especially when they see all that I'm doing for them and they see the only thing that they're, you know, going to have to pay for and they're ecstatic and then they just love it when you know they get to be done with with the house mm-hmm. and sometimes it's for personal reasons sometimes it's you know unfortunate reasons and other times it's just pure excitement for a new house but to be able to be there for my sellers and walk them through types of different situations they might be going through and maximize their return out of their house that feels good get you out mm-hmm. of bed every day <laughs> I feel a little awkward asking you this question since you're right. so cheerful, uh, Michelle, <laughs> but any pet peeves, any frustrations you know, associated with what you do? I, uh, oh, that, that's a good way to limit it right there. <laughs> no. um, I will say one thing about you know real estate that frustrates me is just how much unverified, confusing information is out there, right? Mm. There are people that unfortunately with, with certain programs that are growing more and more these days can take advantage of certain people. And that's horrible, right? And I hate that. I, I will, you know, I don't don't like that word, but I, I will say I, I just, I hate that um, when when you find out something like that happened to somebody. So that's, that's you know, my biggest pet peeve. I don't always love the long hours, but you know what? If, if it's late in the night and I'm able to get, you know, the deal done for right. my buyer. It's or, fulfilling. It's absolutely fulfilling. I've always loved to, you know, negotiate and just make sure that I win. <laughs> and that part's great. Even you win for like, your clients. Win for my clients. That's a win. So, Larry, you've said much the same thing that Michelle just said. And we talk about it from time to time on this program. And I know that's something that bothers you from time to time when you hear things that you know are misleading. It's it's it I hear it on the radio too frequently. It it 
makes my skin crawl or (laughs) cringe or whatever the term is. But, you know, sometimes there's things being said on radio and TV that are just, that loan is not for you. That Mm -hmm. loan is not for anybody. I mean, seriously, a 15-year FHA loan when you have 20% equity, you don't want an FHA loan because you don't need to pay private mortgage insurance. Right. So I, I, I... to me, it's always about let's tell the truth. Let's tell the truth every single time. Let's be full disclosure and let's get people into a loan that's best for them or exactly. give them options. You know, yes. what's good for Sandy's household may not work for Michelle's household right. or vice versa. So that that's part of it. The other part of it is, um, you know, we say yes a lot. Mm-hmm. On occasion, we have to say no. And that, that's that's frustrating for me. I, I don't like to hear our loan officers do that. But if the answer is no, then the, then it can be followed up with, if you do this and this and this, let's talk in three months or let's talk in six months. Right. So you give them not, some guidance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not no forever. Right. It's not, you're not low-hanging fruit. I don't have time for you. That That's not SEL at all. So, no, it's just no for right now. And let's walk there you through go. how to get there. A- absolutely. Well put. Well... Let's, that's it. <laughs> as as we close out, I think, you know, it's clear over the last hour if uh, you've been listening, these are two people who have great passion uh, and are basically operating stress-free because of that passion you have for your mm. job. I mean, you even talk about, well, long hours can uh, may at times uh, seem a little bit excessive, but I love what I do so much. Mm-hmm. That most of the time, uh, I don't mind at all. In fact, I quite enjoy it. Right. No, if it I, comes to a successful conclusion. Absolutely. You know, and that's that's the thing. You gotta love. You gotta love what you do. And being a strong negotiator and being able to fight for my clients, that just it, it gets me going. Like it gets me up. It gets me out of bed. It gets me pushing myself. And you know, always trying to be better and being good and honest at what you do really matters. You know, it's. Um, I've always said you got to have fun at what you do, mm-hmm. right? It's nice to make some money. You got to have fun and you got to do the right thing. And if those three things are working, it's an easy job. It's a Absolutely. fun job. Thank you both. Michelle, it's been great. Before we go, can you please give out your phone number? Oh, oh yes. yes. And I would tell our listeners that if you're not able to write this down, call us at SEL and we'll get you dialed into Michelle very quickly. Oh, perfect. Yeah. My cell phone is 720 and you can also reach me at coloradohomeroad.com. Very good. Michelle, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Absolutely. You too. Larry, as always. Thank you, Sandy. It's great to be here. Thank you, Michelle. It's been a lot of fun for an hour. That's the SCL Mortgage Show for this week. We'll see you next Saturday on February 12th, and you'll be listening to Larry tomorrow morning at 7.30 with Nate Jackson right here on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 